I wanted to relate with a certain type of audience, right? And specifically, these are these are the people I call the go-getters, and these are like mostly like the dream chasers, you know, the hustlers, the innovators, you know, and all those are who are really on their own path to create their own reality, as I like to say. Tonight, one hopeful entrepreneur who believes they have the next big business idea will enter the Shark Tank, seeking the financial backing to make their dreams come true. The Sharks, that's Ashley and I, are ready to invest using our own money, but only for the right person with the right idea. But first, the entrepreneur must convince this shark to invest their full amount that they're asking for, or they'll walk away with nothing. (laughs) I can do it. I can do it. Ashley, oh my gosh, I didn't see you in this club. Where have you been? What is that really cool, sleek wallet that you have? It's so modern. Oh my gosh, I just ordered it from Go-Getter. It's this new wallet that came out over the summer. Stop, are you kidding? It's so cool and so sleek and it looks so convenient. You can fit all your cards in there and it doesn't like take up so much room. It kind of looks like luxury. It is luxury. You are luxury. That was Ashley and I's subpar take on a post-pandemic world commercial meeting in a club and celebrating this amazing new wallet that she is sporting from our very exciting guest that we had on, entrepreneur, businessman, founder, and creator of Go Getter Co., which is a sleek luxury wallet company. We met him through Pepperdine and we're so excited to have him on the podcast and talk all things entrepreneurship and this super successful, amazing launch and business that he has started. He is the most interesting man, and I'm so glad you guys get to hear his story. We had so much fun. I regret not being best friend with this guy at Pepperdine. He is all about creating your own reality, investing in yourself. Without further ado, here's Micaiah Azarkan. Okay, you guys, welcome back. It's a beautiful sunny Friday down on the farm. We are actually having baby goats be born in front of my very eyes, which is not a common human experience. Um, I just think that our guest will find that really interesting. What do you have to say about that, Micaiah? Um, I've never heard that before, but uh, thank you for the information. Yeah, it's really exciting. There's been two. Well, actually, only one has been born yet, but there's going to be two baby goats. And just living on a farm, it's an adventure every day. I get to experience the miracle of life. Yeah, he's a um, real farm girl. So. That's an everyday thing over there? No, I honestly was like standing in my like white Air Force Ones, like outside the fence, like filming with my phone, like not getting too close. But to be honest with you, like they're real cute. Like they're the cutest things ever, little baby goats. So... Oh, throw those up on the story. That's all Abby has on her neck of the woods. <laughs> so That's my um, only life update. <laughs> so on a more upbeat note, on today's episode, we have a friend from Pepperdine. His name's Micaiah, and he is building his own business right now, which we are going to dive headfirst into. So say hi to the fans, Micaiah. <laughs> hi everyone, it's Micaiah here. Yes, he's way cooler than us. So I'm trying not to oh be starstruck, God. but oh he is a business owner, you guys. A lot of people, they they talk, they talk a big talk. They say they want to start a business. Coming out of college, people drop out of college. Not everyone ends up to be Mark Zuckerberg's, but Micaiah's on his way and we have him on the pod. So I can't wait to pick his brain. And we all submitted questions to Micaiah before this. And Abby's sole question was, why are you so cool? Or how did you get to be cool? Dude, I saw that. I was like, are they kidding? I was like, oh. <laughs> 
No, I actually think maybe we should kick it off with that. Mikhail, why do you think you're so cool? Please tell us. I don't think I'm cool. I just sell wallets, guys. (laughs) (laughs) He's so humble. We love a humble stud. I just sell wallets. Where are you living at, Makai, right now? Are you still in Los Angeles? Yeah, right now I'm like, it's like the literal border of like Beverly Hills, Century City, and Westwood. So like, I whenever people ask, I really don't know what to say. I just tell them in front of Century City Mall. So Okay. So prime location adds to the coolness factor. That's great. Century City Mall. I know her well. I used to go there frequently. It's so I nice. adore her. Yeah. So nice. I love her. Okay. Well, I just want to jump right into it. Can you just give us an overview of your business, what's it called, and what's going on with it right now, and then we'll kind of dive into the backstory. Yeah. Hey, everyone. I'm the founder of GoGetter Co., and what we do is we primarily sell trackable minimalist wallets, and we actually just launched this July 21st, 2020, and the crazy backstory is, you know, being super young and in college, I didn't really have enough capital money at all, so really my game plan was just to design the product and then run a Kickstarter campaign, right? So Kickstarter is like a crowdfunding platform, very similar to GoFundMe. But the thing is, it's a rewards-based platform. So people, you know, it's not just people giving me money, it's people, you know, pre-ordering the product. So my idea was really just to get the product made, run pre-orders, and then use that pre-order money to uh, really fund the business. And that's really the point that I'm at right now. You know, we, uh, we're just mass producing right now. And so far, you know, we've done over six figures in sales and sold the Go Wall in like 50 different countries. And yeah, it's been featured on a lot of publications as well. So we're off to a really good start and yeah, really happy to be where I'm at right now. That is so impressive. You said it so concisely in like three sentences, but that is so impressive. Um, <laughs> I really appreciate like the elevator pitch. That's like a really good overview and I cannot wait to like get into the nitty gritty details. Kick things off with growing up, did you always want to be an entrepreneur and start your own businesses? What's the why behind all of this? Yeah, so growing up, I don't know. It was like I, I knew I always wanted to be an entrepreneur. I always wanted to be my own boss. And I think that's really driven because my, my dad was one and my parents were one. So I've always had that like that mindset and that, you know, that occupation in mind. But then things kind of got like different once I got to like high school, of course. Like I'm pretty sure we've all experienced this, you know. So in high school, like, you know, I, like I was really into like videography and then like that was really about it. Videography and sports. And like, you know, once you get older, people just really start to, you know, say you got to do this or you should do this path. And like, I feel like I really fell into that trap. So mm-hmm. I actually came to Pepperdine as a sports medicine major because I really didn't know what I want to do. I just knew like a couple of things. I knew I, I like sports. And I knew I like making videos. And then I knew, like, I liked money as well. So I was like, okay, so what, what's, like, you know, what's what's a good paying job and what's also, like, in right. the kind of, like, sports industry? So, like, I, I thought about physical therapy. So that's the that's really the occupation that I was aiming for going into Pepperdine. And then – Which um, sports were you into? I was in uh, basketball and track. And then okay. I quit basketball. My- Abby's a fellow basketball star. <laughs> yeah, I'm not Ew. kidding you. Yeah, nobody believes me because I'm like the girliest girl ever, but I am a baller at heart. I grew up playing. What and position? Any of my, I was a shooting guard, so I was always like a oh, three, wow. a two, three. Um, don't really have the handles. I'm 5'11", so I had the height, so that was really fun. But no, I am obsessed with basketball. I grew up playing it, and I love watching it and all that stuff, so that's cool. That's a song for another yeah. time. I just, I love basketball. <laughs> I love it all day. <laughs> yeah, Abby's um, glory days are a whole other episode. But so you wanted to do physical therapy, you were saying. Yeah. Initially. So, 
yeah, back to my story. So I was doing physical therapy, you know, and then I was just like really struggling my freshman year, actually, you know, taking all these science classes. Like it was to the point where like, you know, I like I was just desperate to pass my classes at the time. And then my uh, my second semester freshman year, I was like actually failing my chem class at the time. You know, I had like a, a C minus and like the professor said, like I needed like I forgot what grade it was, but I, I just needed something high to pass a class. Right. So, you know, I was I was borderline. And I was like desperate to pass a class. And like so this really led me to like cheat. So I was just cheating off the guy next to me, actually. Oh, my, my gosh. Had, Honesty hour. Yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ashley and I have heard war stories about people who had to take science classes. We wouldn't know anything about having a hard major because we studied public relations. But I'm so sorry for you. That you were forced <laughs> to cheat. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. You live and learn. Wait, yeah, so, so we're uh, like we're at rock bottom then if we're at cheating. Would cheating you say? at Pepperdine too? Yeah. yeah. So oh. I literally was copying the guy next to me. I remember his name. His name. I shouldn't say it, huh? And then uh, obviously my work didn't make sense. And the professor, you know, he emailed me like a day later. He was like, hey, we need to talk. And I was like, I made up an excuse. I was like, um, I'm headed to Arizona right now for summer vacation already. Can you like discuss your email? And he was like, I'm reporting you to the, the what's it called? The academic integrity. Yeah. Yeah. The academic integrity committee for uh, cheating on the exam. And then basically like I was like, on the verge of being expelled but luckily they they gave me another chance and then Stop. what did you do did yeah. you just projectile vomit that's what i would have done i would have thrown I actually, up I, I actually didn't even like um i didn't deny it. i was like hey I, I made a mistake you're right and then like i just told them like i was desperate to pass your class and like i cheated and like i'm willing to accept the f in this class so yeah so I, i'm pretty sure that that kind of you know lessened the, the punishment but yeah yeah very grateful that they're they're able to let me stay and then, so what happened? Did you switch your major or what? Where did that go? Yeah. So that summer I was actually talking to, um, I'm not sure if you guys know Andrea Harris from Pepperdine One Stop. Oh She's my like, gosh. Um, I actually do think I remember this woman. Yeah. So she's one of the academic counselors. And then we were actually just like trying to put together a game plan. Like, how am I going to like, kind of, you know, make this look better on my record? Because everyone, like everyone who's in like the, the medical major know like, like any grade within like C minus or below is like so bad if you're trying to get into like grad right, school. Like goodbye medical school. <laughs> Hello juvie. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we we're trying to uh, just figure out like how I could recourse and stuff. And then she was just like, honestly, Mikai, like, do you even like doing this? Like, like if you continue doing this, you're just going to be miserable, right? Like, yeah. let's all be honest with each other yeah. here. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? You're right. Like, <laughs> I'm going to be miserable if I go through with this. So then, like, I really just thought through what I wanted to do that summer. And it was really, it really came down to, like, three things. Like, I really love business. I really love video and content creation. And, yeah, so then that really and led money. me And money. Money was the third thing, right? You mentioned that earlier. Yeah, I like money. But that's at the bottom. That's at the bottom money. Yeah. But um yeah, that's just so like a then, fun little perk. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Low key. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you no. switch your major to? I switched it to um IMC. Yeah. Okay. okay. Great. And then that's why we had a class together then. Mm-hmm. So once I switched to IMC, like I absolutely loved like all my classes off the bat. I thought like there I just felt like it wasn't easy, but it just felt like easier felt because I liked like you. It hmm exactly I love so. that. that's how i felt in the pr major as yeah. well and for anyone who doesn't know imc is integrated marketing communications so that's what he switched his major to 
Um, yeah. And there's a lot of overlap with like PR, advertising, all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I agree. Like when you're studying something you love, it just feels easier because you're already interested mm-hmm. in it. It doesn't feel like such a chore to study mm-hmm. all the time. Crazy yeah. what the right major will do for you. Crazy. Very, very true. Very true. So very shout great. out to Andrea Harris for making you. <laughs> yeah. Shout, bro, if she didn't say that to me, I probably would be miserable right now. The wake up call. Did your parents support your major change or were they like, what are you doing? Yeah, they supported it because they're, they're entrepreneurs themselves. So they supported it as well. But then, of course, right. like, you know, being from like a Filipino descent, like everything is always like down to like what pays good and like what's secure mm-hmm. and like being mm-hmm. Filipino, like it's very easy for Filipino parents to like just want what's what's most safe for you, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was, I, I could tell like in the back of their head, they're like, I hope he he's going to like come yeah. out like out this right. So, yeah. So then what year did you get the idea to start your own business? It was actually that same year. So what year was that? That was that happened 2017. So then really it was like ever since that happened and then going into 2018. Like I knew I always wanted to like I knew I wanted to start something in college. I didn't want to wait. So like I think yeah, so from 27 to 2018 it was just really me doing a bunch of research, you know, just a bunch Mm -hmm. of, you know, reading a bunch of case studies, reading a bunch of books, going on Google and YouTube every single day, just really like picking the minds of like great entrepreneurs and great brands. And then like, once I felt like I had like enough knowledge to begin, like really just came down to like getting clear on what steps I needed to take Mm -hmm. and then, yeah, just move forward, forward from there. So when did you decide to make a wallet and why the heck did you decide to make a wallet? And Yes, I wanted to know. That led me to I've – been, I've been wondering this since the beginning. Like why wallets? Why was that the the key product for you? Yeah. So going back. So, um, so yeah, one day I was actually taking my grandpa to the hospital. I was just picking him up. And then we were just talking about business and stuff. And like we were just talking about business ideas. And then he was like, you know, Makai, you don't always need to like create the next big thing or like change, like, like just create something amazing. You could just take something that already works, you know, innovate it and make it better. So I really just kept that concept in mind. Mm-hmm. And like an example he gave me was actually um, an ice chest. He was like, you know, people used to struggle carrying around ice chest. And then, you know, like these people decided to throw on wheels on them and then just change the game, you know. So he, he just threw that very simple concept in mind. And now me. frat boys are painting those coolers across. <laughs> <the water. laughs> Seriously. Seriously. Yeah. So then with that concept in mind and then also another backstory, I studied in Italy that uh, summer of 2018. Shout out Italy, all of our Italy fans, everyone tuning yeah, in yeah. from Italia, <laughs> from the coast. That's my Italy <laughs> Yes. Yeah, so I studied abroad summer 2018 in Italy. And this is when I'm really st- still thinking about ideas and also uh-huh. still researching and learning a bunch of stuff. And then when I came back from Italy, you know, I was just going to Nordstrom in the Brea Mall. And I was just like As looking at I frequent yeah. that mall, actually. <laughs> You've been there? Yeah. <laughs> That's like the mall nice I go mall. to. Yeah. <laughs> I can picture the Nordstrom's now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was at Nordstrom. I was looking for a backpack for the upcoming school year. And then I uh, bumped into the Herschel supply section. You guys know know Herschel? Yeah, we do. We're cool girlies on this podcast. (laughs) No, the guy in the last podcast, the guy in the last podcast, he didn't know what Herschel was. I was like, 
Damn, bro. So don't listen to him, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, everyone. Micaiah just so happened to be on another podcast this week because he's so big and famous. But ours is going to be better, clearly, because we know what Herschel is. So oh my gosh, she's captain. <laughs> this is my second one, guys. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So yeah. So I bumped into the Herschel section, and then you know I saw their wallets because I had a Herschel wallet in Italy, and I was like, you know what, this thing was really like super convenient in Italy. Mm-hmm. Whether I was like traveling through the city or I was like traveling to another country or I was just like, you know, just moving, you know, from class to outside and all that stuff. So I was like, you know, what if I innovated this wallet and just made it better than anything on the market? So then that's really, you know, when I just started to do a bunch of market research and just like reading a bunch of reviews and seeing like, oh, like people prefer like, you know, slim minimalist wallets, like slim cardholder wallets now instead of like those thick bifold or trifold wallets now. And then, yeah, so from there, I was just really reading a bunch of reviews, seeing what people liked, seeing what people didn't like, and then how I can make it even better. So then, yeah, that's how I really came down to wallets. <laughs> cool. And how did you make it better? Like what innovation, like for those who have absolutely no idea about your wallet, what is unique about it? What sets you apart from your competitors? I'm You're on Shark Tank now. I hope you know that. <laughs> yeah, me and Abby are going to buy in once you're done what, pitching us. What niche in the market have you broken into and how much profit revenue have you been seeing? <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that, but I'll tell you about the wallet. So mostly, there's mostly four or five big points about this wallet that like really stands apart from other wallets. So first off, I, I like to always talk about the expandable design at first. So the expandable design, you know, you could carry one card, right? I'm showing for those who are listening right now, I'm showing them on FaceTime. But I yeah, um, you got some ASMR. He's going to be holding up the wallet to the mic. <laughs> you could carry one card uh-huh. or, you know, you could carry like literally 15. So you could carry whatever you need when you need it. So that's a really big thing that uh, really doesn't limit customers because with other bifold and trifold wallets, you know, you mm-hmm. can only fit as many slots as there are. Mm-hmm. And then um, the second thing, obviously, is the aluminum build. So we really want to go with a sleek and modern aluminum build. And this really differentiates us because, you know, traditional wallets are either leather or canvas, and that's really subject to wear and tear throughout time. But, you know, with aluminum, it's just... It's aluminum. It's not going to wear and tear at all. So or that's aluminium, point. if anyone from Australia is listening, <laughs> just, to, just to be impartial to our audience. Aluminium. Yeah. 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 You're right. Totally. And then, of course, third, easy access. So just push and fan out like that. Ooh, oh. Like that ASMR. I don't think I'll... Oh. Oh. Yeah, we'll make it louder for that part. <laughs> I don't think I'll look that cool like how you just did it when I fan out my cards. But you know what I was thinking was going through my head when you were showing me this beautiful demo was girls when we go out to bars and clubs and things like yes. we don't want to bring our whole clunky purses and girls don't carry wallets mm-hmm. like guys do. So this is really convenient for girls who just yeah. want to like not slip their card in their phone case and like potentially get that stolen or dropped or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like Facts. that's really smart. So that's cool and fun. Mm-hmm. Facts for sure. For sure. Do they then, come in many yeah. colors? Eight or nine colors. We're actually trying to expand like into like four more so maybe like 12 but right now we have eight yeah so we, there's a lot of options from here perhaps millennial pink can be added to the color <laughs> abby's yep. pining for one i actually tried pink and it didn't come out good when i tested oh. it. so the probably the best one for girls would i would say rose gold maybe or oh, matte okay. black. i'm yeah. not mad at rose gold um maybe we'll have to get like a signed one from you um that we can throw up on the instagram just because you're like such a famed person 
Um, continue though. It's also RFID blocking, you know, so modern oh. day theft and skimming. So mm-hmm. you know, it's really um, common, especially when you're traveling. So that's really something really beneficial from this wallet. And then cool. also it's a front pocket design. So also beneficial again for those who are traveling, you know, if you guys travel a lot, you guys know that pickpockets is very, very okay. common, especially when you're going like overseas and stuff. So having a front pocket wallet is really something that's beneficial. And also, you know, there's research that shows that having a front pocket wallet really helps your back. So this is also a really big benefit. Big, yeah. Wait, can you explain how it helps your back? <laughs> <laughs> I need to show you guys an image, but like basically like when you're sitting on it, like so this is like your tailbone. Because oh, boys put wallet. wallets in their back pocket. Yeah. And they're lopsided. Yeah. We also put our so phones, so that also plays into that too. Mm-hmm. Sitting so with your phone in your back pocket. Never thought about that before. Yeah, huh. yeah, it's pretty crazy. I can show you guys a photo to show like what I mean. Like, yeah, we're gonna like throw all this up on the Instagram too. Like the sleek wallet design, the people's backs that are getting cool. messed up, <laughs> <laughs> the backs, the wallets. <laughs> Scoliosis hour. Should have called the podcast that instead. um okay but yeah that makes a lot of sense okay so Mm -hmm. did you so you get this idea to make this wallet and then who the heck do you reach out to producers or manufacturers i mean like what's the next step so yeah really the next step was just to get it made so i reached out to a bunch of manufacturers specifically are they wallet manufacturers like who do you reach out to (laughs) how do you know when it comes to like producing your product, you could go to a supplier or you could go straight to the manufacturer. So I just went straight to the manufacturer okay. to really cut some costs because having a supplier is really like having a middleman in between. Mm-hmm. So I really just went straight to the factory. So I was just really working with different um, metal manufacturers overseas just to get this wallet made. And yeah. And We're all crazy. about cutting out the middleman on this podcast. Ashley and I actually do everything ourselves for that reason. Nice. nice. <laughs> we purposefully do not have any extra help because we don't do middlemen. That's the reason. It really helps us cut the costs on the podcast yeah. too. Um, this is yeah. really cool because so many people say they want to start something, but they have no idea what it is to do. So your grandpa's mm-hmm. advice is really sticking with me. Abby, what are we going to produce next? But the fact that what you don't have to, at? yeah, the fact that you don't have to come up with something totally new, just put your own spin on something that exists. Mm-hmm, exactly. And like the, you know, the sample I like to give, like in today's world is like TikTok, you know, it was Vine basically. And TikTok, just, they just made it better, you know, so you don't they always did. have to reinvent the wheel. So that they did so Mm -hmm. how did you come up with the name go-getter i feel like the hardest part of creating something is the name because i still am not fully sold on this podcast Mm -hmm. name lo and behold abby wants to change our podcast Mm -hmm. name (laughs) yeah so with a with a brand name you know i i kind of wanted to make it like a kind of like a two-way approach like one i wanted to relate with a certain type of audience right and specifically mm-hmm. these are these are the people i call the go getters and these are like mostly like the dream chasers you know the hustlers mm-hmm. the innovators you know and all those are who are really on their own path to create their own reality as i like to say so then i really wanted to create the brand name under and just to relate to those that type of audience and then also you know i've just been always in, been inspired by that type of group of people my whole life so you know it was only right just to name it after those that you know inspire me and tell the fans what the name is. Go Getter Co. <laughs> we will include that in like our intro later on. I don't know why we took 20 minutes to say the name, but yes. It yeah, is it's like Go-Getter. we're keeping it under wraps or something. It's like a secret. Like, what's no one gets the name? to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, it sounds like your grandfather was really influential to you, which is awesome. But I was wondering if you had any other mentors, like 
did you consult with any professors at Pepperdine or any businessmen that you knew besides like your parents who are also entrepreneurs? Did you have like a mentor helping you along the way, advising you? When it came to like getting advice and tips, I would I really just turned to believe it or not content online, like just mm-hmm. following, you know, my favorite entrepreneurs or just reading a bunch of case studies and articles on my favorite brands. I think that really, you know, helped me in guiding me to make this business and make it, you know, really come true. Because like the thing about studying other businesses and studying other entrepreneurs is those are people that have already done it. So mm-hmm. you really need to reverse engineer what they did and kind of add your own twist to it to make it even better. So that's really what I did. I just found people who were successful. I found brands who were succeeding. And I just I was just like, okay, what do they do right? And how can I do that as well and add my own twist? So really came down to that. But if there's a actual friends or people who are, you know, a big help to me, I would say, you know, Landon Phillips. I'm not sure if you guys know Landon Phillips. He's a professor at Pepperdine. He's a he's actually the one who got me into graphic design. He like introduced me to a whole new world of designing like just digitally. So I learned a lot of Photoshop, a lot on Illustrator, a lot on web design and product packaging was also a huge one. You know, without him, I wouldn't be able to make, you know, the product packaging for Go-Getter. And then also my friend, I'm not sure if you guys know Henry Coughlin. Do you guys know him? I don't think so. Yeah. So Henry Coughlin, he's a uh, he's one of my big friends, and he uh, also owns a couple of companies as well. He's also like I think twenty. He just turned twenty four or twenty five. Red hair. Yeah, he's a ginger. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, he's a ginger for sure. I know the guy. You know, I see. Yeah. Him. He, he dropped out though. He dropped out. Very successful dude. But uh, you know, he uh, really guided me in a lot of ways. So I'm really thankful for him. Cool. Do you have other people working with you right now, like aside from your manufacturers, or are you a one-man show? Yeah, so I have a bunch of contractors, actually. So it's just me, and then I have a uh, professional digital marketer, so he runs mm-hmm. all my paid advertisement. And then my friend Danny, he also does a lot of my uh, photography and like content that you see on my Instagram. With Speaking of partners, like, do you have any ideal influencers or people that you would have want to work with that you would like to represent your brand even in the future crazy question because i literally just um i put up a a job listing on you guys know upwork yeah (laughs) yeah i actually put up a a job listing on upwork to do uh influencer marketing research just to see like just for them to like gather me a list of like a thousand to two thousand influencers who would match up with a brand so i'm really just having my, my team do that. So yeah, I, I really wouldn't know wow. who, who I'd mention right now. That's smart that you're like delegating the research tasks. Like you're not doing it all yourself anymore. And you're just like, I'll just pay someone a small, you know, fee yeah. to like do that no. for you. That's mm-hmm. actually really smart. You've done yeah, enough research. <laughs> yeah. That's like paying the thing, you know, one, one time. <laughs> exactly. Once you start getting like more capital money, it's actually nice because you could just start delegating and find people who are like, experts at what they do so mm-hmm. instead of me doing everything like you know half ass, I could just find someone who's like an expert at what they do and then when they do that I could just focus on you know building the business and just looking more forward like towards the future of the business and like focusing on growth instead of like the day-to-day tasks so that's that's the point that I'm really trying to transition at mm-hmm. right now just really delegating tasks and you know being just like like a real CEO you know because like if you're like really doing all the work then like the business is just going to run you. And like, I don't really want to run the business at the end of the day. I just want to own it and just have, you know, people run the day to day for me at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, well, I know it's hard to brag about yourself, but I kind of want to hear 
some of your biggest successes thus far and like the publications you've been written in. And also I want to know what your biggest goal and dream is with this business. Like you're how old? 23? Yeah, just turned 23 last month. <laughs> yeah, you're a baby just like us. So like where do you want it to go? What's the dream? What's the, what's the go-getter dream here? And like what successes have you had thus far that are really mm-hmm. exciting? Um, Biggest successes so far, hmm, I probably would have to say our Kickstarter campaign, that one was really big. So as I mentioned, you know, I really didn't have any capital money at the time. So my idea was just to really run a Kickstarter campaign to uh, really fund the business. And our goal was to raise $15,000 in one month span. And the thing about Kickstarter, it's all or nothing. So if you don't reach 15000 oh. or whatever your goal is, then you, you get nothing. So if you do 14999 and the 30-day timer runs up, then they won't give it to you. They'll refund everybody. So then Again, that's a, Yeah. So we set a $15,000 goal and then that was uh, – we had it for a duration of 30 days and we freaking did it in nine hours within launch. Oh, my so, gosh. <laughs> yeah. It was, it was pretty crazy. It was pretty crazy. But, um, yeah, so we did, uh, I think, 18000 the first day. And then the second day we broke 20K and then, yeah, it was just, it was just absolutely it's crazy. crazy. Yeah. So but a lot cool. of, a lot of time and work went into, you know, the, the Kickstarter campaign, everything. The, the thing about Kickstarter is to have a successful campaign. It's really everything you do before you hit the launch button, you know, all the, all the pre, pre-marketing mm-hmm. that you do, it, that's really going to drive your successful Kickstarter campaign. So what I really did was. I literally would just post content every single day on my on my Instagram or Go Getters mm-hmm. Instagram, and like I know people were getting sick of it because it was literally every single day. But I was like, you know, I, I need to do this because this is like how it's gonna get stuck in people's head because you know how the funnel works with like you know with like purchase and stuff. It really starts with getting people's attention and their interest, and then you really want them to desire your product and then take action at the end. Mm-hmm. So it really all starts with the content. So for two years straight. I don't, I don't know how long you guys have been following me, but for like two years, because I've been working on designing the product for from 2018, ever since, you know, I got caught cheating on uh, the chemistry exam and then got back from really Italy. Really such yeah. a turning point. I love that. <laughs> what a good pivoting point we have here. Yeah. So I was designing the product from 2018 to July, no, January 2020. So that, yeah, January oh, wow. 2020 is when I had the final, you know, finished prototype that I could really showcase. So... Within that two-year span, I was posting like every day or every other day on my Instagram story, just um like of the journey and the process of making the Go Wallet. And like, yeah, so that really got a lot of people's attention. And then like a lot of people really liked, you know, the hustle. They really liked the story of like building nothing from something mm-hmm. and then seeing it finally launch. So that was really like, <clears throat> excuse me, <laughs> that was really the core of having a successful campaign, like really getting, you know, my audience engaged, really getting them on this journey and like letting them know that like their pre-order is really going to push this business and fund this business to make it happen. So, yeah, so that has to be one of our biggest. That's crazy. The publications, you've been in a few publications. Was that a complete surprise to you out of nowhere? Did someone send that to you? Look, someone wrote about you or did they approach you or did you pitch them? How did all of that Mm -hmm. come about? Yeah. So a couple were both. Yeah. So some we reached out, some we Mm -hmm. uh, pitched to. So yeah, so it was really a bunch of both. I would say. Mm-hmm. Cool. And what's the biggest dream? Where do you want this to go? Yeah, dream scenario. Yeah, so I really want to make this to like a 
500 million dollar company like i want to like i want to get up there like Mm -hmm. i I really want you know the go wallet to be in like every nordstrom every best buy and like everyone's pockets in the world and just like yeah i I, I just want to make it big (laughs) yeah (laughs) there's no other way to say it you know have you ever seriously contemplated going on shark tank i know we joked about it earlier yeah so i actually have a a meeting next week with an investor so being that is it mark cuban i love him (laughs) Mr. Wonderful. Nah, nah. Mark, he actually Mark, went to Pac-Man. You guys may know him. You know, um, you know Vosgen? No. 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 Yeah, he's he was one of the business students at Pepperdine and he's really interested in investing. So yeah. Oh. Yeah, cool. super excited. Some shareholders. Pepperdine people are doing exciting things. Um <laughs> did you what want a to community we came out of, Ashley? How lucky how blessed are we? <laughs> How blessed are we? Uh, do you want to make any products branching off of this underneath the go-getter name aside from wallets? Yeah. So I was actually thinking about like starting a brother company called Crafted by Go-Getter. And I mm-hmm. want to make like things like related to the go-getter niche. So like things like like motivational canvases or like lifestyle canvases and then also like accessories like bracelets and stuff like stuff like that. Very impressive, Micaiah. <laughs> Do you, are you going to, in the foreseeable future, try and get your product placed in stores or are you strictly going to try and make online sales right now? Like, do you mean like, like in Nordstrom? No, like p- placed in Nordstrom, placed in different retail oh, yeah. stores. I really hope for that to happen by like next year. Okay. Like, yeah, so we're, that's your we're, timeline. Yeah, we're, we're like going pretty aggressive on that right now. So we're working on something pretty big right now with a pretty big partner. I really can't say anything right now because yeah. I signed an NDA. But we're, we're up, yeah, we're, we're up to something pretty, pretty big. So it's so really exciting. Thank okay, you. I'm so happy for you. I love I'm, I'm like getting so story. giddy. Like it's my own company. <laughs> I know. People love a story, man. Story sell. I say it all the time. So we That's love to true. get back for Very true. Um, My last question before you pimp yourself out and before you tell us what you're reading and listening to, um, which actually <laughs> loves to ask our guests, uh-huh. is what is your biggest advice that you have for someone who is an entrepreneur thinking about being one, thinking about starting their business? What, what do you have to tell the people? out there yeah so um my first advice i really i would say i would have three that i've probably learned the most throughout this journey the first one is build the habit of being proactive you know i think those who find like answers constantly are those who win you know if people like see a problem if they hit an obstacle they some people just automatically turn around but those who like you know find answers and find ways to get through it no matter what are those who will win so constantly build the the habit of being proactive. I think that's one big, huge tip. And then tip number two, um, I like to get really tactical and like really give things that people can apply. So when it comes to getting things done, I like to follow two principles and it's called one's Pareto's principle, right? I'm not sure if you guys heard it, the the 80-20 rule and then also Parkinson's law. So what Pareto's principle is, it's basically saying, you know, focus on the 20% of things that will produce the 80 that will produce 80% of the results, meaning focus on things that will really, you know, push the needle forward. And that's really important. Like, for an example, you know, I spent a lot of time on like the logo, the brand color, you know, and like all that stuff when I should have been focusing on things like, you know, like, how am I going to market this? How am I going to actually bring sales? You know, like things that will actually, you know, grow the business and push the needle forward. So Mm -hmm. that Pareto's principle with uh, Parkinson's law. So Parkinson's law is... You know, those who um, 
I mean, no, Parkinson's law is the time you allot to something is the time it'll take you to get something done. And an example I like to say is, you know, if a professor gives you a month to do a project, you'll take a month to do that, pro- that, that project. But if you give yourself, you know, three or five days, then you'll take three to five days to get that project done. So like really set, set realistic deadlines when it comes to getting things done, because if you don't set deadlines, then it'll never get done. And then the third advice I would say is, you know, just do it and fix along the way. You know, a lot of people, they're just afraid of failing off the bat. And, you know, you really just have to dive in and just fix things along the way instead of just waiting for that perfect time. Because realistically, there is there is no perfect time. So, mm-hmm. the, you know, yeah, the most effective way is just to just go in and just fix things along the way. Yeah. Get started and adjust later. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I just received like a motivational speech at the end of like my capstone class. That was beautiful. <laughs> so well spoken. I especially love what you said about just getting started and then figuring things out along the way because mm-hmm. we preach that a lot on this podcast. And that's kind mm-hmm. of how Ashley and I actually approached starting this whole thing was do we know everything there is to know about podcasting? Absolutely not. But mm-hmm. we, have the, we have the drive, we have the grit, and we love yeah. doing it. So we That's just kind of jump right in and I, mm-hmm. yeah, we love it. That's I'm so still fun. adjusting every week. <laughs> you ever off the good start? I was watching or I was listening to a bunch of your podcasts. I like the one with Cat uh, Nance too. I'm oh, like, yeah. They're really good. I love Kat. Especially for those who like just started this, you said September. You guys are really yeah. good. Thank you. Oh, thank you. I'm blushing. The guests uh, make it the most fun, but yeah, no, actually go ahead and ask your question that you love to ask everyone. My question. <laughs> okay. Any <laughs> podcasts you've been listening to that you'd recommend or any books that you'd recommend that you just read that you think yeah, people just have to cool. listen to and read? Yeah. Um, Besides for ours. <laughs> for entrepreneurs, I like uh, Entrepreneurs on Fire. It's by John Lee Dumas and mm-hmm. he, uh, he does one podcast a day, which is pretty insane. And like, yeah. I think a lot of entrepreneurs will find value in his podcast and um, books, I would say there's a couple. The first one is probably the four-hour work week. You know, that's really where I learned things like the Pareto's Principle and Parkinson's Law and stuff like that. And then also um, the Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. I think that one is, was a really good one. And that's really where I learned, you know, the, the habit of being proactive. So mm-hmm. I would really highly suggest that. And then also the third one would probably be how successful people think is it that what it's called yeah i think how successful people He's think checking the bookshelf so, everyone <laughs> that one was a really good one you know that one really made me think like always think about the bigger picture and always thinking like outside the box you mm-hmm. know like it's kind yeah. of cliche but it's actually really beneficial stuff so awesome i'll add him to the list asap yeah cool mm-hmm. Well, I'm so excited that we had this conversation with you. I'm so excited for Go-Getter and to see all the amazing things it's going to do and all the things you're going to do with it. Um, Pimp yourself out to the audience. Where can they find you? Where can they get Go-Getter? Where can they get your wallet? Yeah, you could find me on my Instagram, Mikai Azarkon. So M-I-K-I-A-H-A-Z-A-R-C-O-N. And you could find Go-Getter at www.go-getter.co. Yeah. Perfect. Also, Go how much are these wallets? <laughs> Go hyphen getter. How much are these wallets running? Right now, buy? we have a pre-sale of a uh, fifty-four ninety-nine. Okay. But uh, if you're not getting it on pre-sale, it's about eighty-five. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, Shark Tank people. Like, what's your profit margin? Like, Abby's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> throwing not Shark Tank lingo. <laughs> <laughs> this is so funny. We're definitely going to name the podcast this episode something having to do with Shark Tank. Like, I already yeah. know. 
Well, thank you, Micaiah. You've just been an absolute joy to speak with. Um, thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. So excited to see where this takes you. Yeah, I'm I glad we were here really at the beginning. <laughs> I'm glad we were here. We can say we were here before you made it big, before you uh-huh. went viral. <laughs> thank you very true very true no yeah you guys are you know i like i really love this podcast because like it's like one of my first and like i feel like those people who discover people early are like the, those who are really meaningful to you so thank you guys i really appreciate it of course oh yay go pepperdine pepperdine strong <laughs> we love our community <laughs> all right <laughs>